This is Jan Swift, and you're listening to Discover Lafayette, a podcast dedicated to the people and rich culture of Lafayette, the gateway to South Louisiana. We tape Discover Lafayette with the support of Raider, a managed IT service provider that offers world-class service, including cybersecurity, communications, and technology support. With Raider, you have just one vendor and one number to call, allowing you to concentrate on what is most important, your business. For more information, visit RaiderSolutions.com. Support for this podcast comes from Home Bank, providing mobile app and account notification technology to help customers detect fraudulent activity because security is knowing. Find more tips to bank securely at home24bank.com. Home Bank, member FDIC. We're also grateful for the support of Lafayette Surgical Specialty Hospital, physician-owned and patient-centered, who consistently delivers excellence in comfort, care, and treatment in Acadiana. Their physicians are directly involved in all aspects of patient care, and its knowledgeable staff ensures the highest quality patient care in every department. Experience the difference in care at Lafayette Surgical Specialty Hospital. Our guest today is Adam Daigle, business editor of the Acadiana Advocate. We're here to discuss the biggest news stories of 2022. I want to first express my deep appreciation to Adam and the entire team at the Advocate for the ongoing support they've given Discover Lafayette. Adam publishes an article each Monday, which highlights our latest podcast guest. You can subscribe online at theadvocate.com slash newsletters to receive the latest business news from the Advocate each weekday. So, Adam, I can't believe another year is coming to a close, but I've been looking forward to this. Yeah, it's like the third or fourth one we've done. Yeah, so welcome to Discover Lafayette. Yeah, thank you. And I have to laugh. We're taping at my house, and it seems like clockwork. Somebody's doing yard work. Somebody's doing yard work. (laughs) But anyway, welcome to my home. And uh, it's been a big year, but I have to say, after the COVID shutdown, it's been kind of a a nice year, even though we have inflation issues and all, we don't have that same health worry, you know, the, the same feeling of dread. No, not at all. It's, um, you know, we, the economy kind of, kind of, as one person told me, it went, it overheated mm-hmm. and now we're kind of cooling back and it's, it's, it's a painful kind of return yeah. to normal, but we're getting there. Yeah. So you've had an opportunity to think about some of the top stories, and there's been a lot of good things happening. Um, what do you think? Like, if we can go from number five to number one, what yeah, do you think? Yeah, go, go backwards. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of hard. I was thinking about it today. Like, there's uh, there's a clear cut, like one, two, and three. But after that, I mean, it could have been anything. Mm-hmm. Um, my my number five story of the year was the new airport terminal open up at, at Lafayette. Um, that was just such a it's such a uh, a big jump from the previous terminal. It was small. It was cramped, yeah. built in the fifties. You might miss your flight because you were waiting on somebody to get you through the security line. Um, very. It's in, it's now the one that's just real modern, real spacious. Just looks like a big city airport. Not a big big city, but. Mm-hmm. A, not an a, appropriate size yeah, you know, for not, us. The one we had was kind of like it belonged out in the cow pasture or something. Yeah. And you know what I like about not just the new airport terminal and parking, but the the story behind it? That's the epitome of Lafayette. We worked together to pass a short one-cent sales tax for, you know, for eight months, and we got enough money 
locally to match it with federal grants, state yes. funding. But that's a Lafayette success story. It was. Uh, it's taken a few years to build it, but a very short time to, to fund it from our end. And I, totally. I think that that's who we are, though, making things happen. And they, they were, yeah, everyone stressed how the, the tax sunset it. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, we got our money, boom. And it, we don't, anymore, don't give us any more. So they did what they said they would. Yeah, and they, that's the, the one thing they liked about it most was the building has no debt. It's all mm -hmm. paid for. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah, well, good. Well, what's number four? Oh, the real estate market this year has just been been nuts. Um, you know, as when, when the, the interest rates dropped to, to almost nothing during mm -hmm. the pandemic, um, you had a situation where I'd say both the buyer and the seller had all the power. The seller could put a price on any house you want, any price you want on a house, it would sell. And the seller got a loan. I mean, the buyer got a loan for almost next to nothing. Right. Free money almost. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, mm -hmm. like, if you want to pay $1,300 for a mortgage a month, like, you can get so much house for that. Well, then, you know, once reality starts setting in, like, the inventory got really thin, and then interest rates started climbing. So there was a little window there where mm -hmm. prices just skyrocketed. And for three months, the average price of, of a home that sold was over $300,000, which is just crazy that's to think about. That's a ton of money for most, most everybody. That's, a, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. And it was just just wild, you know, because you've, um, you've got more people in on the market and there's not a lot of homes. So, of course, if, if my home is walking, is moving ready, mm -hmm. I'm going to, like, kick it up to 300000 because there's nothing else like it on the market, and right. people will buy it. Right. So uh, That's cooled was, down, though. It's cooled down. Um, but it was wild. You know, and then a funny story was, um, you know, I got my information from Bill Bakke, who was just, yeah. if I call him, people call him the guru. Real he estate. is he's, a real he's estate a, guru. He's a character. But um, the first time I reported that, he called me over the weekend, like, hey, I don't, something wrong with your numbers, I'm not sure. So, uh, you know, my college, my college reporter of the weekend, it's bad. Mm -hmm. So I kind of sweat over it. I called him Monday morning. like, this is what I did, Bill. I, I, I Oh, okay, okay. I, I see what you Okay, I see. Don't tell the whole story. Like, yeah, I know, but, like, this is the, I can't tell the whole story. Yeah. This is the best I can do. So he says, uh, oh, by the way, I had one house sale last month. So here's my new numbers. And he, and he just gives me, like, the total number of homes sold and the total dollar amount. So after I got the phone, I, I like, oh, well, let's see. Did he add like five homes, 10 homes? So I did the math. He had one home sold, sale price, $380,000. Wow. One home? <laughs> yes. So he went from, I don't know if 300000 is right, to, oh, by the way, this house sold for 380000 Yeah. So. And that, you know, when you get up in that range, that's tougher to get a loan to begin with. Oh, yeah. No matter what the interest yeah. rate is. Yeah. You've got to have some real... You got to have some money to borrow that kind of money yes. and stability. Yep. So for the average young couple, I what, don't know with the family. That's yeah. And what's happened is is I'm starting to see more and more um, um, rental units come on. You're starting mm -hmm. to see a lot of uh, what they call single family rentals, mm -hmm. where they're their houses just like every other house out, they're building out in Karen Crow or, or Youngsville, mm -hmm. but they're for rent. And it's kind of like a gated community, whatever you know. Maybe your uh, your lawn is your lawn is maintained, mm -hmm. uh, but you can rent it. So. so, what is going on in Karen Crow? I know there's a lot of construction, right? Of it's, single it's family kinda, homes. It's kind of um, starting and stopping. Mm -hmm. There's um, 
I just wrote about a big one up off um, kind of northwest of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, and, it, and it's also a lot of um, kind of starter homes. Um, it's not the big 300,000 homes. Those people are, those houses are getting built in Youngsville still. Really? Um, but you're starting to see more of those toward Maurice. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the, the growth la- area. Yeah, huh? that the la- latest data Vaki had, um, he breaks it into little zones. Yeah, and every zone has had a decrease in in uh, new construction, except that Maurice, Maurice, the little corner Maurice in Lafayette Parish or over yes. in Vermillion, still no, in our in Lafayette parish. parish. So okay. it's spilling over. Yeah, that that Golden Grain Road area, mm-hmm. I think. So um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Well, anything else in the housing market or maybe commercial too while you're talking about real estate? Uh, not too much. Um, I was I was kind of hammering down residential. Um, mm-hmm. Prices are kind of coming down a good bit. The market's kind of cooling. Um, less buyers, less um, pendings, less listings. So I think it's still above like 2019 numbers, but it's, it's coming way down from that just... Mm-hmm. Man, I can't imagine if I was a realtor, you, you probably those folks would probably work in ten hour days, six, seven days a week. Yeah. I it's have a friend nuts. that became a realtor, you know, it's like a second career for her, but right like recently. <laughs> and so she was going gangbusters and then everything oh. just came to a stop, she said. But mm-hmm. people still need homes. Oh, it's totally. not like they don't need homes, but it's just not the market that it was earlier yes. this year. People, so. are, people are moving to the market still. Mm-hmm. But I think you had back then you had, oh, the, the rate's so low, we need to get out of our house anyway. Let's go get this house over here for 2.5% interest. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, because you could probably pay the same amount monthly income on monthly mortgage, but get so much more house. Right, right. So, and then you can sell it. For way more than it's worth because yeah. the, the market's just crazy. My life was never like that. We were always, you know, sell low, buy high. <laughs> I, I love hearing Our the timing, stories. You know? I love hearing the stories from people who bought like a house back in the 90s or something like, yeah, we got 9% interest and yeah. we thought we were doing I, great. It was. It was great. <laughs> we were just glad to get a loan. You know? <laughs> so. Well, what's number three? Uh, probably, I, I say LHC Group was mm-hmm. sold. You know, that is a big Lafayette institution. Um, very, it started in Acadiana, the Keith and Ginger Myers, they're living in Palmetto. She saw how uh, people didn't want to get out of the house to, to go to nursing homes, so she started, you know, caring people in their homes. Um, today, they've got 700 people in, in Lafayette, and then they've got properties all over the country, 37 states. They got bought by United Health, which was, in, and there was, that was just a nationwide story. Um, you know, that was just a big player in the market. Go and grab a big company that's mm-hmm. getting bigger by the And month, high quality. Really. They're known yes. for their quality of care. Yeah. United Health did not have um, an arm in the home health mm-hmm. arena. Now they do. And the, the, be, the, the best part about it for Lafayette is they wanted to, to, to uh, pump energy and money in the LHC group and strengthen that mm-hmm. home health kind of sector. So it's like, it's like one, my, then the analyst told me, um, Peter Rashuli at Tulane told yeah. me, it's like uh, like having a rich aunt now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they, you know, Benevolence. They, huh? Yeah, they could just, oh, we need some money. Oh, boop, 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 boop. Yeah. You out of health? Are the Myers, do you know, staying involved with um, the transition? Or I think know? so. I think um, Keith was, is going to be... Um, 
what's the word? Um, I can't remember the like a not an honorarium, but um, like an advisor, to something the, like that. Uh-huh. Yes. So I'm sure um, that's important to them to keep that same. Yeah. You know, as they transition to keep. And they the same. made a big contribution. I, I can't remember the details, but uh, you know they've been at it for a long time, and I imagine that was they've worked super hard to get it to where it is. Right. Right. It's amazing some of the businesses that were started in this area, the big companies like LHC. I mean, Stoller, you know, yep. so, so, you know the Schumacher Group. And it goes so many back to, to things like, like, like Gary Wagner says sometimes, like everybody talks about bringing in these big companies and, mm-hmm. and, and incentives and blah, blah, No, if you invest They're in from the people. from here, I know. If you invest in the people you have, because yeah. Amazon, if they have a couple bad years, they can shut down their thing in Caracol and they won't even care. Mm-hmm. Like, Keith and Ginger Myers and anyone else, they're from here. Right. They're not going anywhere. Right. I just think that makes us so unique. But we kind of need to remind ourselves that we do need to invest, especially in our children. Yeah, and that's what Gary Invest in the people Dr. you Gary have. Wagner, yeah. Yes. He just says, you know, invest in those small children. Get their reading levels good. Help them get on the way to, you know, yeah. growing their own business. Exactly. Elevate that whole yeah. um, educational system. Yeah. Before we move on to number two, we always stop and look back at a past interview. And I wanted to pause and reflect back on one we did with Reverend John Cannon, senior pastor of Asbury United Methodist Church, where Adam and I and our families attend church. John is um, he's a lawyer by trade and uh, his first trade before he became a pastor. He collects stories that are really odd, you know, offbeat and humorous. And it's stories of real people he finds in the news, and he'll save them in a manila folder and then incorporate them in a sermon with a relevant passage of Scripture. And it really makes for an impactful message. And I always kid him and just say that John Cannon makes his closing argument for God each and every week, and he does a great job. You can hear John Cannon's interview, along with many others, at discoverlafayette.net. And this moment is brought to us by FACET, a career coaching and talent management firm. FACET has helped the employees of hundreds of companies improve performance, find or move into their right position, or change careers. FACET can help your organization improve both the analytical and interpersonal sides of your business. Worry less, FACET more. For more information, visit facetgroup.com. Now let's take a listen to John Cannon. Each sermon, I, I have to tell you, I just enjoy each one. They stand on their own. But one week in particular, you were talking about Kevin Baugh or Bao uh-huh. right. that has his own micronation, the Republic of Malaysia, right. Malaysia. And he actually lives in Nevada, but mm-hmm. he has his own militia, yeah. his own space Space station, program. Space he program. The use yeah. po- he's got his own postal service. <laughs> And he's self-sufficient, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he's, uh, is he dictator or? Um, I, I, no, a benevolent dictator. Benevolent dictator, yeah. yeah. But would you kind of, where, where do you get your ideas for your stories? And for people that don't know about this, you can Google yeah. Micronations or M-O-L-A-S-S-I-A. What's well, a great story. Uh, I, first of all, I think um, I, I, I've found that, the, that I enjoy telling stories. And I think I found that people enjoy hearing sermons mm-hmm. that are uh, essentially a story. And so I try to always begin, or at least at somewhere in the, in the mm-hmm. sermon is some story. Um, what was his currency that he used? That was I don't remember. Cookie he dough? Got, yeah, cookie dough. Cookie for, dough. Uh, cookie yeah. dough that he uh-huh. kept in the bank of Molossi or a yeah. Uh, yeah, which was a freezer. And we all uh, we all like that kind of currency. I think that's a great. Mm-hmm. I, maybe that's the uh, solution the to some of our economic problems, Bitcoin. right? Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, cookie dough. I would. I think I would eat all mine though. Um, I always try to tell a story, and I think people remember stories. I, I, I'm a collector of stories, uh, and I'm in the old, old school collector of stories. I have a Manila folder, and when oh, you I do? when I find uh, when I come across a story, uh, I follow a few things on Twitter where mm-hmm. you know news sites on Twitter, and and I'll find uh, little little those little odd stories that pop up every now and then, and and what I do is I I sitting in the morning, coming reading the news or coming across mm-hmm. stories. I email myself the story. I get to the office and I print it out and mm-hmm. I put it in a folder. And uh, and then as I'm thinking about a, a sermon, as I'm thinking about a particular scripture that I'm preaching on, um, I, I'll flip through that folder and see what, you know, see what comes up. And the folder has stories that go back, you know, that I collected maybe a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and timeless though, timeless, timeless. timeless. And usually, hopefully, they're a little humorous because I think it helps to to touch on a little humor in a story. It kind of helps us relax and helps us uh, open up our heart to something. But ultimately, uh, the stories are meant to 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 sort of convey a lesson. Mm-hmm. And I hope I hope it's a little like what Jesus did. Jesus rarely just came out and said, "Here's what I'm trying to teach you." He told mm-hmm. stories, and I think it was the case that sometimes people remembered the stories more than the teaching. But the, the stories kind of carry the teaching. Welcome back to Discover Lafayette. We're here with Adam Daigle, the business editor of the Acadiana Advocate. So what's number two, you think, the second biggest news uh, business news of the year? I say it's, it's the municipal, the lofts at municipal opened in downtown. Uh, that was a big residential, a big project in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of levers need to be pulled for that to happen. But it was the biggest residential project downtown and it kind of showed it was the the big residential project that everyone kind of wanted to see because there was one interested like i don't know will this work will it, can we do this well here comes ej crampy like boom and now everybody's like oh it's done do yeah. Yeah. yeah and it it you know it, it reminds me of what anita begnaud told me once it showed everyone that lafayette can do hard things mm-hmm. Because it was, it took forever. Um, it took, you know, there was the issue with the sewer, so LPTFA got the the lift station put in, and then they took they needed historic tax credits mm-hmm. to to make the the thing work because it was it just they EJ right. couldn't do it with just his money, right? So um, yeah, it was just like it, it, it did a hard thing. How many, and it's, how many does uh, units does it have? 68. 68. That's a lot, though, adding it's, to downtown. Yeah, totally. It's it's very big. It's uh, it's very significant. It's got a pool, and it's got other little... Uh, he's got the side, the old police station next to it that they're, as far as I know, still trying to find a tenant for. But uh, it's popular. Mm-hmm. People want to live downtown. People with no kids want to live downtown. And people look at it now and say this... Um, this could happen. This mm-hmm. downtown Lafayette can can support residential growth. Yeah. I mean, everyone been saying it for a while, but now they can see it. Mm-hmm. So you have that, and then that kind of uh, now you've got the the big LTP, LPTFA building coming up on the north side of the downtown, kind of that area. Where is that going to uh, be? It's right by uh, where Second and Third split, where okay. Congress Forks South, uh-huh. right there uh, at that little that little split. What are they doing? It's, um, I think it's like 60 or 70 units. More units. Yeah. yeah. Uh, market rate. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of similar to, to that. what the development they have next door in the old grocery, yeah. Lafayette grocery mm-hmm. warehouse. I can't remember. I know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, so that's really going to add, like, a, I think the more people, the safer, you know? Yes. 
I was talking to someone that works downtown earlier today, and he was mentioning a project. I didn't know what he was talking about, but that's got to be it. That's got to be it. Yeah. yeah. More um, people, better lighting, just, uh, you know, And the LPTFA is, is, is um, you know, doing a lot of things in that section. And it's kind of interesting because that's kind of like, it's kind of a company making them in downtown become one. Mm-hmm. And they uh, own property to the north. They've, they, they own the um, where uh, school mitts going in at mm-hmm. that, that little warehouse up there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I joke that, that the guy says, oh, we're downtown. Like, uh. Well, it's kind of downtown. I, go you ahead. Know. You, you call yourself downtown? Yeah. I'll say you're downtown. It's not quite at the throughway. It's right in that. It's right, corridor right before just the yeah, right along Buchanan, mm-hmm. and there's that little. Um, they, someone just opened up like a little event center north of there, um, and they own the the property, those old that property, the old DOTD building south of there. Uh, you know where you pass the cop by our office, right by the rail track, right up in there. Mm-hmm. Um, they could do something with that at some point. You know, it's funny. You moved here how many years ago? Um, four. So you see things probably a little differently, you know, because you're looking at it first impression. Yes. I would think that's all downtown, yes. but I've been here so long. But I mean, I can see what you're talking about. You're thinking more like the main drag, kind of the kind of yeah. where you work, you know, by Jefferson yeah. Street, and yeah. But to me, that's all downtown. But some of it has just been there, like neglected so, for yep. quite a while. Yep. Well, once DOTD came and bought those buildings, like, this is where we come on the highway, and like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, we're going to change our mind. Like, oh, gosh, now what do we do? Yeah, we didn't even talk about the I-49 connector. I don't even, that's not news, though, right? It's, it's just like. Yeah, it's still there. It's <laughs> like that thing in, 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 in the stay on the wall in the corner. We'll, we'll get to it one day. One day. You know? one, it'll, happen, it'll happen one day. Yeah. So, it's been in the works since the 60s. So. Yep. But that's. What's the rush? That's exactly. But once that comes up, that what they're kind of banking on, especially with LPTFA, is. The, the exit's going to be there. It's going to come a dump onto Second Street. So um, they're in a great location. Whenever yeah. that day comes, I see what you're saying. You're yeah. right there. Right. That's that's the first th- first thing people are going to see. Mm-hmm. So, what's the top story? Uh, hands down, what's happening at um, the by Lords and which is the phase two of the Ambassador Town Center development. Um, my my website blew up. When we reported that Dave and Buster's is looking at locating there, and then this past week was the Top Golf. Um, mm, that's so cool news. Both of them. Back, the Top kinda, Golf. Yeah, next to each other like that. It's just just amazing. Uh, I didn't know what that was. We were driving through Baton Rouge. Oh, and, you can't uh, miss it. You can't miss it. But I, I don't. I didn't know kind of what it was. And my daughter, she lives in Baton Rouge. She's like, oh, mom, it's like. And my brother's best friend. They're in their early seventies. He's like, we just hang out there. It's just like a hangout place. You either it's you know hitting golf balls or there's a bar, drinking like beer and drinking beer, having a good time. Yep. All it doesn't matter what the weather's like. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's it's people love it. I told somebody and she got kind of put a ball in her face like really they come here like oh that's what it looks uh-huh. like right now. So so I know where Lourdes is. Of course, this is going to be across. Um, no, right across from Lourdes is going to be a 335 unit um, kind of high end. Um, apartment okay. building, um, key real estate. They're the ones that had the Ansley Walk, mm-hmm. and I think it's got the Walk at Robley or something. They mm-hmm. just recently sold those, but they're, they're probably more and more expensive and higher end apartments, apartments in Lafayette. Yeah. So they're building there, and then between that and Costco will be 
the top golf. Okay. Kind of in that back corner. I think you you probably hit golf balls toward the building over there. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm assuming it may, but uh, and then then there's a middle strip, and then there's like a couple of restaurants here close to Costco. Then you have Dave and Buster's, and then they're trying to get like a hotel. Which wow. could be, uh, I think they're trying to get like a full service because we only have one now in, in Lafayette. Yeah. Um, and then you've got that ho- that that other ho- David Buster's, and then that the hotel that's there across from mm-hmm. Lords, and then the, on the frontage of Ambassador, there's a car wash, a, a discount tire coming in, and then you'll have wow. small sliders restaurants like a little, it's like a Chick Fil A kind mm-hmm. of popular. Um, a uh, Jet Coffee, a Hibachi restaurant, and something else. I can't remember. I think that might be it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's still, like, some properties need to be bought there for us to say, like, okay, Topgolf's coming. Mm-hmm. Okay, Dave & Buster's coming. But right now it's kind of like, eh, it looks like they might. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder how many acres all that is. That's a lot I of should, development. I, I could have asked. I could, I could have figured yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. that's a lot. It's a lot. It's all owned by the uh, Bustani family. If I remember mm-hmm. correctly, um, a lot of there's a lot of properties that have been sold in that area, largely mm-hmm. that are owned by families. I'm kind of like okay, that, but then saloons on that one, but so yeah. um, all family though, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it sounds like you know as the family's getting older, and then it's, it's the kids want to like, what do we do with this? Mm-hmm. Let's sell it, make a killing. Oh, you can imagine because they've owned that. Forever. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you dice it up and sell it to the, yeah. to commercial venues, and you're next to Costco, land. like. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the the interesting part is um, there's a 27 acre piece of property across Ambassador. It's the at, Google Maps shows it's like where FTM plays softball, it's like softball field, and it's just all green up to the highway. That. Is under contract for twenty million dollars. Do you know what's intended for that? Not a clue. Spot? Okay. I called all my sources. One knew a little bit. Some realtors out of New Orleans are handling it, but but she used the words when she described it. Used the words anchor piece, mm-hmm. which tells me that's going to be a big retail development. Right. Right. And if you're going to pay twenty million dollars for twenty-seven acres, which is almost like a million acre. You better stuff in there. It's going to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be a Dollar General or nothing like that. And I'm hoping these come along with detention ponds. <laughs> oh, yes. All the all that construction. Yes. I saw on your power poll that you were polling people about the traffic that could be anticipated yes. with all this. I mean, it's already Oh, yeah. A, it's a already a headache. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But, um, but people love it. So there's a lot to go do there. But I know people were concerned about... The, Traffic, increased yeah. traffic flow. And traffic's one or of those not things. Flow, increased traffic. Yeah. yeah, it's one of those things where like you um you either hate it or you're used to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's no either either or. Yeah. So I've been so spoiled living kind of in the middle of Lafayette. It's I can wait to go places like yes. that. You know, we were stay in the oil center. We were in a uh, a place on Johnston Street, way down Johnston. You know, we must move the Karen Crow my wife looked at you other like, um, you mean I'm not on John Street anymore at all? No more left turns on Johnson? Holy moly, this is the best life ever. <laughs> She's cute. Um, any other news? I know you were doing the top five. Is there anything else that... Um, I, I, I come up with like just my um, things to watch for 2023. Okay. I Like two things I think we just need to talk about, people will be interested in. Um, down in Broussard, Safe Source Direct mm-hmm. is, is growing really fast. 
and they uh, are going to add a lot more employees to their operations down there. They're the ones that make the the, the PPE uh, products, the gloves, the um, the hair bouffants, and and all that stuff. And it's interesting because you think about that when it happened, it was all hitched to the pandemic. At least that's the way it was mm-hmm. kind of presented at first. But there's so much more um, areas from the grow and like you know um, like not just the hospitals, but like chicken plants and proteins and plants and all that stuff. People, everyone who needs mm-hmm. masks and aprons and just protective care for anything. Um, it's an interesting story because when, you know, when the pandemic hit and everyone real, everybody needed masks, they all had to, they had to go to China. And then, there's, you know, all of a sudden, like, no ships are coming in and on and on. And on. So, mm-hmm. so everyone said, we need to make this stuff. In America. We like need our own manufacturing. Yeah, we used to. Like we used yeah. to back in the 50s. Like, blah, blah, blah. Um, so a lot of people did it. And then a lot of people failed. They did? Yeah, it's like all around the, around the country. All around the country, people tried it, and they got government money, and they did this. And it just, oh. for whatever reason, it never. a lot of them didn't materialize. Well, Oshner got with this company, this development company in Alabama, and lo and behold, they're one of the few standing now, mm-hmm. and they're uh, they employ eight hundred fifty. They were they they when they uh, announced initially their goal was twelve hundred twenty one employees, and now they're saying that they got FDA approval for them, their gloves. They're saying twenty two hundred people. That's a employ. huge number. Of That's employees a huge number. Yes, yeah. yes, and that quickly. That is just massive. Mm-hmm. And now, like to, today, they had. A, uh, announcement that they're they're bringing in another company that's going to help them be more um, the word is, is vertical to be to, to make more of their stuff something on site mm-hmm. so they don't have to to get it shipped in from wherever and that's going to add twenty five more jobs so it's just it's just amazing yeah it really is kind of impressive yeah I guess the, the partnership with Oxner yes. and this group that was already successful was yeah, just a got good fit. Very deep pockets. Yeah. So um, they can ride it and, and build. And it grow. was it was apparently done the right way. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge news. Are those pretty good paying jobs? Uh, I think I I've, oh, I remember, yes, when they, they gave us a tour midway through. But uh yeah, they're they're competitive. I can't mm-hmm. remember I, I should have got a dollar amount on top of my well, head, but it's um, curious. But yeah, they're they're competitive. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you have to be nowadays. So right, you can't pay to get and keep people. Yeah, to get and keep. Yeah, right. So, and then the, you know the the other issue to follow is is the um, you know the whole downtown and the performing arts center question. Uh, big, I don't I don't news. know which way this is gonna go. Yeah, I know there's a lot of people wanting to get downtown. I know Sam Oliver at the ACA. Um, you know, is him and his group is pushing to get another study done. They're not saying we want it downtown, but I mean, if they're doing this, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they felt there was enough public input or no. study about return on investment as far as you know residual, like the tax dollars that would be generated by all the other businesses yes. that um, would surround the Performing Arts Center downtown. Exactly, because you wouldn't have that over by the Cajun Dome. No, and but it is beautiful land there, and it's yes. wide open. So I mean, I get that. But I think they just want more information, so at least yes. it's been vetted. And it's interesting because some people say, well, th- that can happen over the occasion, though. Like, well, if it hasn't happened by now. I know, right. You got one, one hotel. hotel. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a nice hotel, the Hilton, but it's a garden inn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but you know, it just it just it, it's just going to come down to money. Um, I talked to the guy okay. from Greensboro, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. They built one downtown, and what helped him, I think, was they the community raised a crap ton of money, right. thirty five million dollars. So I think I think that's where the issue is going to fall. And we could do that like we did with the airport. I, th- that's what we raised what, for the airport, if, 33 to $35 million, you know, from yeah. that eight-month eight sales yeah. tax. So if they want it downtown, it's going to have mm-hmm. to come, you know, you're not going to get it. You, you might not, you don't know for sure, but they might mm-hmm. not get the land for a dollar a, a year lease mm-hmm. like to get at UL. Um, you might have to go to some parking garages. So it costs a lot more money, but are people willing to yeah. donate for it? They got a lot of private money though in Greensboro. Yes, huh? they got Tangier outlet going. Yeah, if they if 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 Lafayette wants this capital outlay money from the state to pay for this thing, mm-hmm. it's going by UL. <laughs> but if they want to live nice and fancy and have it downtown, they're gonna have to donate money to it. Mm-hmm. That's how it's done. Yeah, so that's yeah. how Greensboro did it, I guess. It's gonna be interesting. I know the council is meeting, you know, December six, and I yes. think that's on the agenda. So I'm I'm glad that. There may be a pause, and we have time to get more information and let everybody kind of learn more about what's going on. Well, if they if they go with this this um, this national firm that that kind of studies these things, it's got like a six month time frame. Mm-hmm. But um, that's was, not long in the scheme of things. No, it's not. This and this is a project. So this is a project we're gonna we're gonna be looking at until we die. Mm-hmm. So like this is let's do it right. Right. Um, so and it's but it's interesting that if that happens downtown, you know, there's I'm I'm told there's a possible really intriguing prospect in the old Dat Dog building, you know, that side of mm-hmm. downtown where, mm-hmm. where downtown kind of just dissolves. Yeah, you know, everything's kind of five hundred six hundred block. But if that happens, and then if the the PAC happens, I don't know if anybody, did anybody use call it PAC. That's that might Performing be Performing Arts Center. Yeah, yeah, I've that's, never heard that. That's something but. from my. Mm-hmm. Tulsa, Oklahoma days. But if that happens too, then then that changes everything, everything on that side of town. Yeah. Completely everything. Prices go up, you know, um the all that that those empty surface parking, that's gonna be building like like the guy in Greensboro told me they've got and this been a year since it opened. So that is that performing arts center opened? They've got a whole bunch of stuff, but twelve restaurants about to open. Who 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 waits on who has twelve restaurants opening up at the same time? Right, but they'll they'll meet capacity because yes. they've sold out right yes. there in advance. Yes, they sold. They, they had Hamilton. Like, isn't that something? Who, why, who wouldn't want Hamilton to come to their downtown? Yeah, that was a great article you wrote because it kind of puts it in perspective. We're we're like Greensboro, right? We're similar. No, they're a little bit bigger, but similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They got a couple universities. I think population was. 300, something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know, but yeah. But similar premise. They said, hey, we should put our performing arts center where it used to be out, where there's cars and passing by and, and some old buildings. And, my, and the younger kid's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I want to go get a drink after my show and go mm-hmm. eat beforehand. Walk around, yeah. yeah. Make, it a, make it an expedition. Yeah. 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 So, well, it'll be interesting to see this year what, what unfolds in 2023. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. That's yeah. Right. Well, when we do this, Adam, uh, last year we started a new tradition, and you and I discussed the business catalyst of the year. And last year we selected Anita Begno, who runs downtown development because of all her hard work. 
and building and, you know, revitalizing One of the hardest workers in Lafayette. Yeah, and she knows how to get people. She knows how to round them up, and she's an effective leader. So here it is, the end of 2022, and I have someone in mind. Did you have someone that... um, Oh, I I want to announce it? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) We kind of talked about it before, guys. (laughs) Um, The work Robbie Dagula, I keep going to say it right, what Robbie Dagula has done... Kind of energy, injecting a lot of money and energy into um, you know a lot of the old buildings around town, mm-hmm. and it's really it's really interesting. Um, he is a very likable fella, and people say he's very good at um, convincing people to come along with projects to mm-hmm. to uh, contribute to work whatever. Um, he's got he's doing he just started work on the travel lodge. Which, if that right happened, down the street on yes. Penhook, yeah. and, if, and if that comes to fruition, like he says, it's going to be like, like the most unique place in, in Lafayette, like right? an old motor inn court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? but then like I colorful and then like tropical yeah. and a place to hang out. It's just. But cool. that's a destination. I do that when I travel. Like we love that. Um, yep. To find a place like that is so fun. It, yep. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, he and he bought the Dat Dog Building, which it could, like I mentioned, could be a real big deal. Um, Trying to think, he bought some other properties around town, like shopping centers. He's got he had that Nickerson place mm-hmm. he, house he bought. The Mouton um, Plantation, yes. yeah. But he's he's uh, oh the, the the old church and in, in the middle of kind of on the north side. There's that they could use a basin. Jefferson Art. Memorial. Well, where uh, Deborah. Um, that's where Basin Arts. Yeah, Basin Are they Arts. In the, yeah, Claire, Claire, yeah, Claire Cook. Cook. Yes, yes, yes. But Ravi owns it. That was an old church from the forties. Yes, uh, during the war time. Oh, yeah. oh, a black uh, church. Uh-huh. Um, used but to be he's, though. It used to be the original Northwood United Methodist. Way oh, back. is that where it yeah. was? Okay. Yeah. So it's had a colorful. I shouldn't use that word, but I mean it's had a rich history mm-hmm. of different congregations being in there. But Ravi's an interesting guy because Ravi's not from here, mm-hmm. and Ravi looks at things like. Why is that building on the north side? No, why is why is that sitting like that? Mm-hmm. Why is that neighborhood in a crappy condition? Why does anyone care? But you so, know how he used to ride around before he made it. He would take cabs to get to work. Yes, he, he drove did. by all these places. Yes, he did. And he thought one day I want to make a difference and make these nicer. Yeah, I he he's an, a, a fascinating guy. He, and he's always been uh, honest with me. He'll tell me anything. He his you know his uh, his father was a chicken farmer. And his mother was just a housewife back in India. And his siblings, one came went to school at Clemson, and one was, I hope I'm remembering this correctly, Boston College or something like that. And he came to, I guess, was then southwestern Louisiana and uh, wanted to stay. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of, he, you know, he started working at one of the hotels and kind of got the hospitality industry. Yeah, he took the cab. He said, like, mm-hmm. it, it shaved off an hour of each way, yeah. an hour of my, my pay, because mm-hmm. one hour of pay was one-way cab ride. Um, when he got the Mouton Plantation and just started getting connecting with other developers. So now he's kind of, um, he's got a, connect, a, a network of uh, doctors and wealthy people, and he's kind of the face of this group that wants to... Um, inject some uh, life in some of these old buildings downtown. Mm-hmm. You know, he says that he wants to leave at some point, to leave and, and probably, go, probably go back to India. And he just wants to do as much as he can yeah. to leave as big as a mark as he can before yeah. he leaves. Well, I agree with your assessment. I think he should be our 2022 uh, business catalyst of the year. I just respect him and and his humility and also his drive. 
You know, there's got to be tough days where he just feels like I'm hitting my head against the wall. You know, he he's he's not married and no kids, and he he's he tells me, yeah, I work every day for ten years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So at his his plantation or wherever. Once he sits down, though, it's gonna be all over. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. But he's always moving, always working. Yeah. And uh, you know, but he's he's just also, but like like a likable guy. If you talk to him, he doesn't. He's not talking to 100 miles an hour because he's got to go somewhere, mm-hmm. or he's not like trying to strong arm you to do this to so help him. But uh, he's a nice fellow. Yep. Yep. Look, I enjoyed this. Thank you for all you do. We to- did good timing too. Thank you. Yeah, I know you, you got to pick from up going children. And, well, no, you did a great job. But <laughs> Adam is an active father and has young little people to pick up it's, at some point this afternoon. Yep. So, yeah, but thank you for all you do each week in promoting the podcast. You're welcome. I'm grateful for you and Katie Anna Advocate, Judy Terzotis, and the whole team. I'm also grateful for our listeners. Thank you for your loyal support. We couldn't do this without our very generous sponsors, Home Bank, Lafayette Surgical Specialty Hospital, Facet Group, and, of course, Raider, and in particular, Jason Sikora, who mixes our tape and makes it sound professional. On behalf of Discover Lafayette, thank you for listening. This is Jan Swift.